Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 37 of Transformers Armada. It is crack. This is early. Did someone say crack? It's just the name of the episode. Ah! Anyway, this episode was written by Zao Shizuya, uh, and the last time on Transformers Armada, Starscream and Jetfire searched for a minicon on Mars, while Starscream really wanted to find Megatron and kill him. And here we go with the colorful spotlights again. Thrust yeah. is having a chat with Sideways about what he saw happen near Mars the other day, and he wants to know why Sideways told him that in the first place, and Sideways says it's because Thrust is the only Decepticon level-headed enough to destroy the Autobots. And that made me laugh out loud for a bit, and then I thought and went, wait, maybe he's actually right he might be the only one anyway uh he they yeah they talk again about combining the blaster and the shield and the saber and how it brings great power and then they start to laugh all right fellas enough with the chuckles opening bumper And when we come back, the Autobots are working on something. They're just generally working on the base. And uh, Starscream is not interested. No, he doesn't want to help because he thinks they're wasting time when they could be attacking the Decepticons. And Jetfire reminds them that uh, they don't run that kind of operation. (laughs) Yeah, he's good. He's a... Oh, fuck. Again, I can't remember. I remember the reference you give me, Paul, and I don't have a comeback line. Anyway, uh, Jetfire and Starscream, they kind of get into it. And Hotshot... He's all over the map in this episode, but he initially diffuses the situation and Starscream storms off. And then Optimus shows up and Hotshot's like, hey, he sucks and none of us like him. <laughs> yeah, we're having a hard time working with him. And we tried, you know. And then there's a quick shot of Starscream practicing Daitoryu, whatever it is, the martial art with the sword. And he thinks Decepticons must be programmed differently. and uh, Or Hotshot, I'm sorry, he thinks Decepticons must be programmed differently. And Optimus is like, that's why we're still at war with them. And oh my God, Optimus, pick Elaine, because you're really? so back and forth on this. Oh, they're just the same as us. Just, uh. Yeah, and, and he comes in with... With this, like, maybe we should all just talk and get along, and then we'll have a cookie. And, and they, I think a couple times, yeah, they cut off to Starscream. He's less, like, actually kung fu training. He reminded me of Star Wars kid. But um, <laughs> then, yeah, it's, just tip, yeah, it's this typical Gary Chalk stuff from Optimus. Um, and then we go up to the moon, and Thrust tells Megatron that... He's got another plan. Well, yeah. don't you think, okay, if it was Pokemon before, like you got to get all these guys, now that it's like fucking Power Rangers, because it's some idiot on the moon has another wacky scheme, and it always ends up with the boss yeah. beating them over the head with a stick by the end of it. <laughs> it does. It does. And with Tidal Wave, as big as Tidal Wave is in, in these episodes now, there's your giant monster. Well, man, we need some Zords. Uh, so we go back to the kids on the moon. Or, or, no, the, we go back from the moon to the kids, and they surprise Starscream with, like, party crackers and let's call it a gift. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> well, yeah, they want to thank him for the rock he brought back from Mars, and uh, they got him a handmade polishing chamois, uh, Alexis calls it, he can use to shine up his mini-cons like they're 
his toy cars or something, and he's not sure how to react. Yeah, <laughs> as if that's a thing that like Transformers cared about is buffing up their minicons. <laughs> there were so there was so much potential. Although, okay, it made me funny that like he got them a rock, so they gave him a rag because it is very much this patchwork cloth. But like, if they had have made it like, hey, we used all our favorite shirts, or if it had meant something, but it doesn't. Um, but yeah, we find out nobody ever gave Starscream a gift. I think it's Fred is like, not even for your birthday. <laughs> and now the kids want to know what it was like on Mars, and he's like, well, I tell you, kids. But then all of a sudden, Jetfire comes in and tells them to get to work monitoring things in the control tower. I think he says, and. Now Alexis agrees with Jetfire because you're part of a team now. You have to pitch in. Like, okay. Starscream, <laughs> for a moment, he's like, ah, uh, some, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Somebody else will take care of it. And that's, yeah, that's when she starts to chastise him. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, he actually does head out to do what Jetfire told him to do. And his Star Saber Minicons come with him. And then something comes up on the screen. And he's, he obviously recognizes what it is, and he heads outside to check it out. Yeah, instantly, like, boom, we're at the forest. He lands, and he's confronted by Thrust, who now seems to teleport, not just go invisible. Yes, it seems like it. He's very much Skywarp, but uh, yeah. apparently that thing that Starscream saw was some secret Decepticon code that uh, Thrust sent to the Autobot base because uh, he somehow knew Starscream would be in the room with that computer to be the only one to see it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but you know what? I'll give this show at least they explained it. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's so many times where it's like, why are these two here at this time together to fight? It doesn't make sense. How do they know? At least this time Thrust is like, oh, you got my message. I'll give them a half a point. Half a point. <laughs> oh, by start. the way, I'm scoring these episodes now. <laughs> the entire series thus far has a half a point. A half a point. <laughs> <laughs> Did well. <laughs> but yeah, Starscream goes to smash Thrust one, but he... I have down turns invisible, but I guess teleports behind him and tells him uh, he too has become disillusioned with Megatron. So why don't they team up? But Starscream just tells him to can it. And it looks like he's about to split him in half when we go over to the kids because Vance and Fred are here. Yeah, they're out for a, a nature walk, I guess. And they come upon Thrust talking to Starscream and Thrust, it seems the plan is like, hey, I, you know, like you said, I hate Mega, uh, Stars, wait, I hate Starscream I hate Megatron too. That's what he says to him. So why don't you, Starscream, uh, bring him an artifact like the shield and you win your way back and then, well, you know, take him out. And Starscream, yeah, basically says, fuck you. Yep, slashes at him again, but Thrust disappears and Starscream just transforms and flies off and the boys wonder, like, well, what the hell was that all about? Yeah, and then Sideways comes in so he and Thrust can exposit more about their alliance existing. Commercial break. Yep. And when we come back, Starscream's oh, back. Paul, in this commercial break, did you notice like a little weird, funny slide whistle sound? Like when, you know, in, in the, when you return, they've got the bumper and it's like Megatron or Optimus and they kind of flip around and they're all chrome. Yeah. This time when Megatron flipped around, it went like, it was weird. Oh, I didn't notice. But uh, when we come back, Starscream's back at the base and Blur asks him, hey, what's up? But Starscream says, ah, I can't talk now. I got work to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then he walks off and starts swinging his saber around and having, I guess, basically an existential crisis. Yeah. He's wondering, oh, what's happening to me? What's, you know, why do I feel that way when I'm around these humans? Like, what's what's going on? He's, he, he feels strange new feelings <laughs> and grips his hilt tightly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is an analogy to uh, his puberty. 
Starscream's uh, going through puberty. And then we go to the kids walking down the hall, and Alexis wonders if the Autobots will go back to Cybertron when they get this ship fixed up, and Rad wonders if they'll take them, too. Yeah, there's a bit where they run into the Minicons and then try to talk to them. Carlos has a weird bit where he's like, oh, I'm really depressed, and then the Minicons beep and boop, and he goes, hey, you know what? Why not worry about nothing? Fuck life. <laughs> yes. And basically, he gives a no worries pitch. Uh, it's kind of important to know here, though, that these are the Skyboom Minicons that are standing here. Yes, yes, this is important, because these kids are idiots. But uh, now with the Autobots, it looks like the ship is just about ready, but then Vaughn and Fred run in and say, hey, there was this cone-headed Decepticon outside the base uh, talking to Starscream, but uh, no need to worry about it, because Starscream chased it away, and Starscream's our hero. Yeah, and we're not going to mention that they talked about stealing the shield until it becomes relevant. <laughs> uh, because then Smokescreen walks and says, hey, I can't find the Boom Boom Shield Minicons. And Fred goes, hey, wait a minute, Starscream. Didn't you talk about stealing that? You're my hero, still for reasons. <laughs> and Blur, or Smokescreen, it's one of them, they just flat out ask Starscream, all right, did you give Thrust the Minicons? And he's like, no, I didn't. But he also doesn't deny that he was with Thrust. Yeah. And, and very quickly, everybody turns on him, except Hotshot, who like gives him a minute. And he's like, look, he's on our team now. So we got to let him talk, even though he recently told Optimus, none of us trust him. We don't want him here. But he's like, we got to let him talk. And he's like, Starscream, defend yourself. And Starscream says, it doesn't matter. You've already made up your mind. I appreciate the opportunity, but nothing I say is going to matter. Yeah, these guys, they've already made their decision. And Hotshot's like, man, I want the truth. And he says the fucking line from A Few Good Men. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> so uh, Optimus arrives and he's like, hey, what's going on? Are we ready to have hot chocolate and marshmallows? <laughs> and then they quickly bring him up to speed on the whole boom boom shield. And he says, well, then we should. The alarm goes off. Yep, because the base is under attack and all the Autobots head out, even Red Alert. And so it must be serious. And Jetfire shoots down Cyclonus, but then Tidal Wave starts blasting him. Yeah, and inside, Fred can't see Starscream on the battlefield when they're watching. Vaughn's is like, ah, who cares? And then we go to Starscream, who confronts Thrust. He's He's got the Star Saber, like he flies up into the air, and he's holding the Star Saber, and he says, you know what? I'm not going to join with you. At least I can trust the Autobots, and I'm going to stick with them and kill Megatron that way. Mm -hmm. And he's got the cloth that the kids made him tied to the end of the Star Saber now. Yeah, so I really Really like neat, that. Neat nice accent touch. right there. And Thrust's like, well, in that case, name your price. Join with me and we'll take down Megatron together. What's it going to take to get you over on my team? And while he's talking, it just shows the Autobots fighting the other Decepticons. Yeah, with Tidal Wave really moving in on them. So Optimus and Jetfire combine and they shoot down Tidal Wave, He hits, who is in vehicle, like aircraft, aircraft flying, flying aircraft, aircraft, aircraft mode. Yeah. Aircraft um, carrier he, mode. He transforms and Hotshot charges at him, fires charges, transforms, and then drives into the forest to hide. So I, I'll give Hotshot credit. He's had enough moments where he fired at Tidal Wave and went, it hasn't done anything. Yeah. That at least it's, it's like that reference I always bring up of Muhammad Ali fighting George Foreman. It's like, if I got toe-to-toe -to -toe with this guy, I'm going to get fucking killed. I just got to pick him off and, and, you know, try to outpace, outrun him kind of. Float like, float like a butterfly, down. sting like a, a bumblebee. Ah, uh, and okay. th anyway, that's what Hotshot does. He, he hides in the forest. And then I have ranted about this before, but he's like, hey, who's there? And the kids stand up with the Boom Boom Shield minicons. And they were like, we just thought we'd take them for a walk and put the safety <laughs> of the universe at risk. <laughs> even. Well, and uh, Hotshot even names them. And uh, one of them's Dirt Boss. One of them is Mirage. Yeah. Like, you 
made Mirage a fucking minicon. Anyway, it's fine. Paul, they just spit it's in fine. your face. Fine. Dear but, listener, uh, he says that. I know it's not fine. He's he's pulling himself together to keep on talking. They spit <laughs> in your face, Paul. And Hotshot's like, oh, no, there they are. We accuse Starscream of stealing them. And the kids seem confused by that. And Hotshot's like, yeah, I'll explain later. All right, yeah, guys, form the shield. Yeah, and he runs out and explains it to Smokescreen, too. But it's like, no, you should be angry at the kids because this is the second fucking time they've done this where they took Minicons out and put the, everything at risk. It's that they would do that again and that Optimus doesn't step on them all maddens me. <laughs> Where are we? Oh, yeah. Hotshot. Uh, what, oh, yeah. No. A, um, he comes out. Yeah. He shows smokescreen. I've got the shield and smokescreen never once says. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny, though, if it's like, you, you stole the sky boom shield. And just punched <laughs> Hotshot. But, uh, let's beat just beat him with, with it or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he's like, oh, we'll have to apologize. We'll give him a big Autobot apology, I think he says. Never once saying, hey, let's get Optimus to stomp on those kids. But um, <laughs> Hotshot runs, you know, he runs off to battle. And then um, what happens? Oh, okay, actually, this is this is the one moment of this episode that was fucking great. Uh, up in the sky, Starscream wants to kill Thrust but cannot. He's just, yeah. he's realized I can't bring myself to it. I know it's wrong. Well, because he swings at him at least twice, and both times he misses by just that tiniest bit, and he's like, why can't I finish him off? And Thrust's like, it's because you're turning soft. Act like a Decepticon already. So he does, and he slashes at Thrust. Um, and, and Thrust kind of falls, I don't know if he gets hit, but he falls back, and Starscream flies away, and Thrust insists it worked, which is very Thrust. And then, getting better and better, uh, Smokescreen down on the ground. Smokescreen tosses the uh, Boom Boom shield at Optimus, but Starscream swoops down. I don't know why the color's inverted, but they did. Yeah, but they did. It, that was just a dumb look, but Starscream grabs the Boom Boom shield, holding the Star Saber, and flies away. And uh, he flies back up to Thrust and says he must do everything he can to bring Megatron down, and then he just says, goodbye, kids, I'll never forget you. And the cloth they made for him starts drifting down, and he teleports away. The kids wonder if the Autobots will go back to Cybertron once they get their spaceship finished, and doubt they'll bring them along if and when they go. And the kids are sure gonna miss them, I mean, as you would, after all they've been through together. And because the kids will miss the Skyboom Shield minicons too, they decide to take them for a walk in the woods without asking first. What? Have the Autobots learned nothing? Six of the nine Minicons that, when brought together, form the most powerful destructive force in the universe are here at their base. And it's possible for three of them to just walk out the door without them knowing? These guys should be under the tightest security they can manage. I'm not saying lock them in the rooms, although after what happened out near Mars last time, they'd probably lock themselves in separate rooms to make sure it couldn't happen again. But at the very least, they should be kept under constant supervision. You dropped the ball there, smokescreen. And if and when a 12-year-old kid tries or even asks to take one of these guys for a walk in the woods, you get out the rolled up newspaper. No, you can't take them for a walk, you stupid kid. And watch just those three minicons. Aren't they going to miss High Wire, Grindor, and Sure Shock, the ones they've been with all this time? Why not take them for. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show Crack. Paul, what was broken about this episode? Uh, I kind of didn't really like the way it ended unless. Starscream really is going to go for a total Code of Hero Blaze of Glory kind of thing when he gets back there. 
Yeah, see, I, I, I really think he is because it's I, I really think he believes that Thrust or he wants to believe that Thrust is going to work with him to take down Megatron. He's going in with the shield and the saber. This the next episodes will either impress the shit out of me or will disappoint me greatly. Yep. And well, I mean, that's just it, right? He's bringing two thirds of the thing that when brought together forms this incredibly powerful force, which before was just a bright light. But maybe that's because it happened in space. Who knows? Yeah. But, uh, with, with this show, with this show, the next time they come together, it'll do something entirely different. I would love it if all nine, you know, uh, Requiem Blaster included, transformed into something even greater. Oh, like form like Voltron or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, here's, there's the introduction to the Zords. But yeah, this was kind of like another episode that farted around for a long time. I, I honestly, I really liked... I, I have to disagree. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I differ on your opinion. I liked how it ended that Starscream, just when he almost could feel happiness and have friends, you know, nobody ever bought him a birthday present. Yeah. He turns and he's like, I'm I'm choosing hate over love. And that's for that character. That's a great moment. It's even getting back to Coda Hero where he's like, now that I know my fate is not sealed, it, it, like it, it is malleable. I have no choice about what I have to do. Yeah. It, yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. So this could go Coda Hero, and if they do it right, I'm okay with that. Hmm. Uh, the, what's the next, next episode Paul and I are going to review is Threaten. If you want to... Don't threaten people on Twitter. Let's no. try to keep it a nice place if it still exists. <laughs> uh, but you can find us there. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at pmcpherson1. You can also contact the show by email through transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yep. Make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Why do I feel that way when I'm around these humans?